Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Tuesday episode of Welcome to the Vault Archives. Today, my amazing guest is my friend, Naz. Many of you guys know all about her. She's super positive. She's super beautiful. She's super amazing. And not only is she known for being incredibly talented and a positive influence on everyone around her, but she's also famously known for her relationship with artist Miguel. So today we're going to dissect all of that. We're going to be sharing some things most people didn't know about her, how she overcame her eating disorder, the craziest things she's ever done for love, how your 30s are your best and most confident years of our lives. We can both attest to that. We then dissect her definition of cheating and we discuss the different ups and downs of her relationship with Miguel from the long distance to quote unquote, the Instagram hoes and the DMs to their busy schedules and how they make it work, how they don't fight to part ways, but they fight to come together and so much more. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. You get to know her a little bit better. If you love this episode, make sure you can give me a five-star review on the podcast app and don't forget to subscribe and I will see you this Thursday with a brand new episode with therapist Amy it's also a really good episode. So I'm hoping you are enjoying the third week of September on the podcast, which is all about mental health and self-help and checking in with yourself and how to do better before the end of the year. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. ready today i have a really special guest i did my best to practice her name before we started this because i'm kind of like known at this point where i can't pronounce anyone's last name okay but luckily her first name and her last name are difficult Uh so i googled how to pronounce wow i'm (laughs) impressed okay let's hear it (laughs) nazanin mandi yeah I said it right yeah you did (laughs) yeah that's great what's a shortcut that people use naz Okay, I should have just today. Today, <laughs> Naz. Is on the show. Okay, no, it's perfect. <laughs> so, Nazanin Mandi is it Mandy? Mandy. Why didn't you, Why didn't you correct me? Because it's close me? enough. No, you're good. Trust me. I'm so impressed that you got my first name really? right. Nobody really gets it right. Well, I googled how to pronounce it, and then I wrote it. I was like N A A A A. Okay. Z A A A. Wow. That's how I can like pronounce it in my head. Right. You did amazing. So Nas Mandy. Yeah. I like that. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she's um, a model, an actor, a singer, a wife. You're mixed. You are half yes. um, You're half Spanish. I think your mom's from Mexico. My mom's from Mexico and my father is Iranian from Iran. Tehran, Iran. Yeah. How many languages do you speak? Um, I'm not going to. I'm just going to say English because I do not speak, speak fluent Spanish or Farsi. So we're just going to say English. I can say Shabachazizem. Do you know what that means? Oh. Do uh, you're, what? How do you know Farsi? <laughs> Three of my ex-boyfriends are Persian. 
Oh, okay. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Dus nataram, dus nataram. So like, you like Persian men? Not anymore. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> so the third time, the third that was time, it. I was like, that's enough for me. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> oh my God. I've actually never dated a Persian guy. Oh, really? Yeah. What was always more like what you were looking for? Um... You know, I don't have a specific type. Like I, I mean, obviously before Miguel, I've dated uh, white men, Asian. Like it, I, it just for me, it's a vibe. Yeah, really. When that's what it comes down to, um, no specific race. I, but I've never dated a Persian guy. Are your parents still <laughs> together? No, they're not. When no. did they divert divorce? They got divorced when I was eighteen, which was really difficult. Actually, part of me wishes they would have got divorced when I was younger. Um, but it was really hard because you have all these memories with your parents. And I had all these memories with them for 18 years mm -hmm. and being in the same home and having dinner almost every night together. So it was really difficult. It's still difficult, to be honest. Did you see it coming? No. No, they never really fought in front of us. They kept it really like low key and behind closed doors. Uh, so when they told us, they told me first, I have three younger brothers, so I'm the eldest. They told me first and it was super shocking. I wonder if it's a foreign parent thing because my parents also, I've never, I was thinking about it on the drive here. Uh -huh. I've never seen them fight. And I do recall at one point, my mom almost, my mom was literally thinking of leaving my dad. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know this until years later when she told really? me. And it, as well as you, I would have never guessed because uh -huh. they never, they make sure to never fight in front of us. Right. Yeah. It might be a cultural thing. I don't know. But it, you know, with different cultures, they like to keep things in the family and very quiet and you don't tell anybody. And um, so, yeah, it was really shocking. Did it change your perspective on love? Yes, but in a different way. Um, it made me learn what not to do in a relationship so I could keep my relationship strong. Oh. And I, it, it taught me to be vocal and to be more, you know, communicative and you know, just to work together as a team. Because obviously at some point, my parents stopped working together as a team. You know, and, and I just, I learned a lot. I talked to both of my parents about it, what they did wrong, what happened. And I just try to learn from it and not take that into my marriage. Do you wish your parents would have stayed together? Yeah, I do. I do. Even if they were maybe not happy with each other? No, 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 no. I, I I'm... They're, if they're not happy and they obviously were not, I'm glad they're apart. But there's always that kid in me that's like, man, I wish they would have worked it out. I wish they were still together. Did your brothers take it the same way as you did? They took it harder because they were younger. Um, and we don't really talk about it, which I wish we did. But it's still a sensitive subject. Even like 15 years later, it's still still weird. Do you think people view love differently when they have uh, parents who are together versus parents who, who are divorced? Yeah, I'm sure. You know, um, our parents obviously raise us. They lead by example. So a lot of us practice what our parents teach us. So if you're seeing a happy marriage and you're seeing a relationship, I mean, the odds of you having that are probably much higher than um, people or children that have divorced parents, I would assume. Yeah, especially, I don't know what's worse, if you always see your parents fighting and then they get a divorce versus if you see your parents always happy and then they get right. a divorce, almost tells you that love just like nothing lasts forever. Even right. two people that you thought would be together forever. That are happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's shocking. It really is shocking. 
What's um what's something no one knows about you? Oh, something no one knows about me. <laughs> I don't know. You have six toes. That's no, I don't ha- <laughs> I don't have six toes. I definitely don't. Um, well, when I was 8 years old, I had a tumor on my face. That's actually most people don't know that about me. Whoa, yeah, on your face. On my face. It was the size of a softball on my face and I had it for like over a month. And I was in the hospital for that long. And they would have to drain it every day. It was crazy. And I was going to get surgery to get it out. And they told my parents, like, I was going to have a scar from, like, here all the way, you know, to my jaw. And um, there, my parents were like, let's just give her, like, one more week. I don't want to rush her into surgery. Let's keep draining it, giving her medication, all this, because they didn't want to leave me with anything on my face. Um, and it ended up working. It ended up going down after that week. And it was like a miracle, honestly. I wow. don't, yeah, it was a crazy time though. Like my dad was in the hospital. He slept there with me like every day. And like, it was crazy. I'm sorry, I'm not educated about this stuff at all. No. So I'm just wondering, it can are all tumors cancerous, cancerous or not? Well, when I first initially went into the hospital, they told my parents it was. And I remember my dad having a complete meltdown, like crying. Like it was like, yeah, it was like a thing. And my mom like had to step up. It was like a total thing. Um, And they kept saying that. And my dad was like, I don't believe it. Like, I just feel like something happened and something's infected. Something's not right. So that's why they kept me in there for so long. They were testing it. They were draining all the stuff and testing it. And um, at the end of the day, I don't think it was cancerous. It was just, I don't know. I, I honestly don't really know the whole story. I was so young. And nothing ever came back. No issues, nothing. No. I started to get throughout the years little lumps on the back of my neck. And then I had one on my tailbone that they had to take out probably in 2014. So I get little things that come back. So I have to like be careful. But is it like cysts? Yeah. But and no no idea why it's no. not. No. Whoa. No idea why. No idea why. So I even like have some like on my ovaries. Like it's, yeah. That's actually a lot of people don't know that. Wow. So well, uh, thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. I hope it doesn't come back. I'm like, oh, dealing with that. Yeah, I hope so. Too. Yeah. The last, the last time it was a lot. Wow. It was a lot. Yeah. What's your definition of happiness? To me, it's being around people that are motivating, people that are inspiring, the people that I feel the most comfortable around. Um, For me, happiness is watching other people be happy. I love making other people happy. Yeah, I don't know what it is, like seeing other people on, even like on their birthdays, any, like just to see people smiling and genuinely happy makes me really happy. Do you feel like um, what you believe happiness is has changed over the years as Mm -hmm. you've gotten older? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because you think that if I get this one job or if I have this amount of money or if I do this, I'm going to be the happiest person alive. Right. You know, but yeah, you're happy for what? A little tiny bit. But that happiness doesn't last forever. Right. Happiness is. I consider like the intangible things, the things that we can't see, the things that we can't hold like that's true happiness. Do you feel like that understanding only comes when you're like a little bit older? Yeah, I think so. I think maturity has a lot to do with it. I think so too. Yeah, I think life experience, like when you go through things and you're like, wow, like 
yeah, I have this. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I hang out with whoever with the fuck. But when you go through things and you learn and you're like, but this is so much better and I, I will never take this for granted. And like, I appreciate this. It does change your definition of happiness. Do you have a moment in your life that was your lowest? Yeah, I've had a few. <laughs> I've had a few. Yeah, I'm not uh, gonna yeah. lie. You're human. Yeah, yeah. You know, like again, my when my parents got divorced. That was a very low time. Oh right. Yeah, I moved out like right away. I was like, I packed my car and I moved out. Um, when Miguel and I broke up, and you know, we you got literally already told me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's just like there's so many things are like all through my twenties. I was trying to find my purpose in life. I didn't know what to do because I liked so many things and I was so confused and I was so depressed about it. That was a really, really low time in my life. Like when you don't have purpose or you don't know what your purpose is in this world, it's so difficult. I think that's also for, you're similar to me when it comes to the drive mm-hmm. and I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Everything can go go well in my life, right. but I get really sad and depressed if I'm not, if I don't feel motivated. Like if I don't have, yeah. if I don't have one goal mm-hmm. to be, to do something, mm-hmm. a drive towards something, I'm just so depressed. Yeah, no, I, I feel that way too. It's like, I, I need that to fuel my happiness. It's like when I'm acting or like singing or even like writing, like there's something in me that like lights up and like modeling i don't know what it is it's it's a feeling it's that intangible feeling of happiness that just like lives within you when i'm doing these things what's um what's your favorite thing about yourself about myself um probably my self motivation in like all areas of my life i'm i'm a, a self motivator like if nobody around me is motivating me, I'll, I'll motivate myself to go to class, to do that job, to take care of my man, to take like I just it's a constant drive in me. And I really, really appreciate that about myself. I don't take that for granted. That's good. Yeah. I like that it wasn't like, well, I have like really nice lips. Yeah. Uh, well, no. you know, actually, maybe my eyes. <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> no, no. I have a great right side nipple. I right. love that. One. Like imagine. No, right. not me. But I'm just saying yeah. you said that. So I like that you said something more deep. Thank um, you. Yeah, cause you're really positive, and I think a lot of your followers notice that too. Um, I'm kind of wondering, was there a point in your life where, because obviously we all have to grow up sometime and we mm-hmm. all have to learn how to love ourselves. Like, I don't think it just, I mean, honestly, anyone that just loves themselves every day and never felt low, I'm oh, shocked, but like, that good for you. I've actually never met somebody like that. <laughs> yeah but if there's someone out there like i'm so happy for you absolutely but like when in your life if you can remember um did you feel like you finally started to love yourself like there was a point in your life that you finally felt like i'm i love the person i'm becoming uh end of 29 about 30 years old stop that's literally me yeah that's that's amazing i remember we celebrated my 30th birthday in miami and i just made this like internal promise to myself that everything that I went through in my 20s and and happened to me that I wasn't going to carry with me like that is in the past that's old baggage let it go the people who are meant to be in your life are in your life now you know there's it's you got to just free yourself of all the bullshit and all of those false insecurities I really had to just be like you're done you're done with that it's over so that was the point in your life where you finally learned how to love my, yourself and 
is that what just an advice you were giving to yourself or was that kind of did you have kind of is it what's the word regiment a regiment where you kind of were forcing yourself to start to change your mindset yeah i know absolutely um you know it, for me it started with confronting the things that i was um holding on to or feeling insecure about and then once i figured that out it was like okay i got to put a plan in action like what am i going to do to get over this shit like how am i going to move forward and better myself in my life and that started with therapy and I, I always credit it because therapy changed my life. It changed my relationship. It just really helped guide me to where I am today. And I still go, even if nothing's wrong, like therapy is an emotional gym. If it's couples therapy or solo therapy, it's just, it's so important to sit and just talk and get it out. I've, I've found that it's very freeing for me and I need it. So do you do so every day now that when you wake up, do you feel like you love yourself or do you still have days where you don't? No, no. Oh, my God. There's days where I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to do this today or I feel like shit today or I don't feel like my highest self today or I feel bloated today. Like it's, it could be anything with us girls and hormones and all this, the things that we go through it could be anything. Um, but I don't feel amazing every day. Like, you know. And what do you do on those days? I talk myself out of it. Like it's all in your head. You're fine. Go hit the gym. Go hit the gym because that is going to realign you. It's going to get your focus back. You're going to feel better about yourself. Eat something. Go hit the gym. Have your coffee. Read a book. Hang out with your man. Like there's just you got to find the things that ignite a fire in you, and you got to run with it. You just got to get out of bed and just you take on to. the day. I agree. You have to. That's. I think. I almost feel like that sometimes seems like to be the hardest part when you're feeling down i feel mm -hmm. like the hardest part is to just get out of bed it is no absolutely because you're like i mean i could just lay here but then you lay there and you just think about all these things that you don't like about yourself or you don't like about your life or like the things you wish would happen and it's not healthy yeah it's nothing gets done with you just lying there i agree you know okay so there's this one thing i was trying to look through your instagram before we um we're doing this interview and I couldn't find it. So I can't tell if I'm going crazy or not. And I wrote this down to myself, but I remember I saw some some Instagram posts about your before and after pictures yes. of your body, mm -hmm. of how it was years ago where it seemed like you were really, really thin versus right. now you're curvier and like not there's, you know, both body bodies are good. Right. And you were kind of discussing it. So I was wondering if, um, what was that? Can you remind me yeah. what you were talking about? Um, I was super, super thin in my 20s. Um, and part of it was I was just naturally thin. I've always been just growing up. Um, but then I started abusing diet pills. And that's when I got down to like 101, 102. And that's when things got really scary. So um, that was a part of my whole growth process was getting off of those awful pills and working out and doing things the right way. How did you learn to love your body? Because I mean, because when you're so obsessed with being so skinny, mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to even gain like two pounds. Yeah, because you and, notice and that things don't fit the same. Yeah. So how did you change your your mind to think differently? Well, I had a, I knew what I wanted to look like and I knew what I could look like. Um, so again, it was like it, I had to tell myself that this is what you want and it's okay. It's okay. Like calm down. You're weightlifting, you're working out, you're eating right. You're doing everything the right way. 
how did so relax how did miguel deal with you going through that early on he didn't know that i was abusing diet pills he had no idea he just thought because he's known me for so long and i was yeah. skinny the whole time that you know i was just that's how my body was um but i actually ended up telling him in therapy and he was shocked and he went home and like threw everything away he found it in my drawer. I used to keep them on like the side of my bed. We have like this, you know, little yeah. pullout drawer. And I used to keep them there. And he just went in there and like threw everything away. Were you scared that he would love your body less if you no. gained weight? No. No. He is not like, he does not care about those things at all. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh my God. He's like the last person I worried about when it came to that. So what advice do you have to for girls out there who you know, deal with body dysmorphia or feel like they're not good enough, especially right now with social media. I mean, I that shit's insane. It's insane. You know, uh, my advice, first of all, you're not alone. There are so many women that deal with this in so many different capacities. You know, the dysmorphia could be body, the dysmorphia could be, you know, all these other things that we deal with. Um, so yes, you're not alone. Second, you can get through this. It's all mind over matter. And third, and I'm going to be really honest, it, for me, it never really went away. It's just something I deal with and talk myself out of. If you told me it went away, I would be like, you're lying. Yeah, no, it, so does, will, yeah. it doesn't go away. It's just one of those things that you learn to cope with and you learn to say, no, what you think you look like, it, it's, that's not what you look like relax yeah. like you're good be confident do your thing up what you're thinking is not what's happening do you ever see find yourself comparing yourself to other girls no not really i put a lot of pressure on myself by comparing myself my old self to like it's it's a lot of internal things so i try not to really i try not to compare myself to other people because we're all different and I'm, I'm, my logical mind tells me we're all different. We all come from different places. Why am I going to compare myself to somebody else who's been through other things, who's a different ethnicity? Like, why am I going to do that? Right. But do you do you ever get nervous? Um, like, because you guys are both in the public eye, Miguel is, you know, a famous guy. He's attractive and he's a musician. Everyone right. loves musicians. Do you ever get scared that... Like, so you never look at other girls and think like, oh my God, that girl's so hot. She's going to no. flirt with my, no. Okay. I'm just like super confident, you guys. <laughs> it like, I can't, first of all, you can't control somebody else's actions. Okay. I agree. Yeah, you can't. So why am I going to sit there and worry about somebody who I can't control? That's honestly the best mindset. My mom always tells me that. Really? Why are you stressing out about something you cannot control? You're going to drive yourself insane. That's what I think about. I'm like, okay, so you're going to sit here all day or you're going to be at a club and stare at somebody and worry about it. You, What are you doing? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, it's just like, no. Okay, so now let's move to talk about relationships because okay. I want to talk about that. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So for those who don't know Nas she, um, and her relationship with Miguel, you guys have been together for way over 10 years. I mean, yeah, it'll be 14 years. You guys met in 2005, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job. So you guys <laughs> met, Nas and Miguel met in 2005 on his first music video. Yeah. The song was called Get Your Hands Up. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that one. And I read that you never felt the you never felt uh, the need to pressure him for marriage or anything like that. No, I, I think I took it um, very logically. I'm like, look, we started at 18. That's so young. That's crazy. Yeah, 18, 19, like we're obviously not the same people Wait, so right almost after your parents got divorced yeah i met him wow yeah so and we're fresh out of high school i was and he was like a year out of high school um and when you're with somebody for that long you you got to be logical about it because you're growing i mean we're different people completely different people from 18 to i'm 32 now yeah you know um so i never put this crazy pressure on him because i knew we had to grow and there were so many odds against us you know from his fame and us transitioning into it it's a lot and it's heavy and trying to find ourselves and help each other it was a lot um but if i had if i put that added pressure on him i it would be so heavy and on myself it would have been too heavy to carry did you guys ever break up yeah we broke up in a while ago, um, but we broke up for about a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like we both dated other people, which is so weird, but we were still seeing each other during that entire time, you know, seeing each other. Yeah. Um, was that hard? Yeah, it was hard. It was really hard. I was I was depressed for sure. When how long ago was the did you guys break up for the year? probably 10 years ago this was like a long so it was long... still when you guys were in your early 20s yes yeah 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 i think i was like 22 23 that makes sense yeah it was like that time where you're like i just want to do what i want and then we were yeah. like clashing because like he wanted to go out all the time and i i wasn't like there yet i didn't really want to go out all this it was just a lot so 
Wow. Yeah. We we're like, we need to just not. But we talked and we saw each other. And But yeah. I think you're also, your relationship is an example of like the, um, the exception. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like other people are going to listen to this. are going to say, oh, so that means if me and my me and my boyfriend every time we break up like that means we can still have a future or whatever and a lot of times i think right. a lot most relationships when they break up it's a lot of the time it's the end oh absolutely cuz then absolutely. You, you get used to all the back and forth i mean the back and forth i if we were to have been that relationship of back and forth we would have had to just cut it i think that makes sense especially in your early 20s i read research that said the men who get married before 25 mm-hmm. are more likely to get a divorce it makes sense yeah it may like men are you know not as mature as us, right? No. It's true. It's just facts. And they need time to grow. They need time to find themselves as well. It's not only about us, you know? And you guys are also, I mean, relationships are already so hard. Right. Then it's like 2000, I mean, not 2019. Then it's like you guys live in LA or wherever you live. Then it's mm-hmm. also he's with fame. I mean, right. that's way more hard. So the odds, the odds are just so against you at that point. Yeah. People always say you're only as faithful as your options. Right. I mean, that's true. That's a thousand percent true. Okay, so have you ever faced any challenges on being mixed? Have I ever faced any challenges? You know, luckily, I grew up in a household that celebrated both. Um, my mom learned to cook Persian food. We we both were very heavy. We were heavy in both cultures. Like I, It was never awkward or one culture was better than the other. It was just always very, very on the same level. And I feel very fortunate that that was our case. Um, also, my cousin, she's and her family's the same mix as well. Like her dad's Persian, and her mom's Mexican, and so we we grew up the same way. And I don't know, we always related, and it it I didn't really face anything like that. So no one in your family, either side of the family, treated you guys differently. No, no one in school treated you guys differently. I mean, I grew up in Valencia, and Valencia is primarily Caucasian. So I did feel out of place at times, um, but I never let it stop me. I, yeah. I knew I knew when I turned 18, I was going to get the hell out of there because there's nothing to do up there. It's like suburbia with Magic Mountain and a theater. Um, so I left. But yeah, I, I was definitely one of the, the only tan ones there. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel yeah. like you ever identified more as being Persian or more as being Mexican or no. neither? no. Plus your your other things. You're also Native American, yes, right? Yeah, Native American. Um, I know. I've always felt so comfortable with both because my parents celebrated both. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just never felt like I had to pick one over the other. Okay, so another thing that I read about you mm-hmm. is that one thing I like, well, there's a few things I like about you. One, you seem like you're really deep. I love that about you. Mm-hmm. Um, you love, you love, I feel like you're really into horoscopes because you're always posting about, yes. like, I know you're a Virgo. Yes. And I know Miguel's a Scorpio. Yes. So am I. So it's like the same, oh, okay. the best sign. That's <laughs> awesome. And you guys are compatible. So yes. good for you. Um, but another thing I like about you is that you're really positive. Thank you. And then the last thing I like about you is that you seem like you're a go-getter, but not like, I just feel like you just go for whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I was even intimidated doing what? this interview with you because you because you seem like you look like a really like cool girl <laughs> and I felt it you just like you seem like overly cool and I was like not that you come off scary but no, you just didn't I 
I mean, I was I was scared almost to do the interview. Like when I when I was late here, I was like scared. What? Like, what are you gonna do? You just come off like a badass. I don't know whether to say thank you or, or I don't know. But. No, I appreciate the honesty. I love it. Um, I do get that sometimes. Or I'm very. I can be very quiet, but I'm just right. observing. Like that's my nature. Like. I go into things. I have to observe a room. I, the Virgo in you. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I don't jump into friendships because friendships are very meaningful to me. And I want to really get to know the person and have the right people around me that are around for the right reasons. So I know I can be like a little sta- standoffish, which can come off as like, oh, is she bitchy? Is she what? What's happening here? But it's not that at all. Like I, I just want to get to know genuine people. I like that. So, yeah. Okay, so like the reason I feel like you're uh you always go for what you want cuz I'm very similar like that. Mm-hmm. Like I've I have no problem like, even if I like a guy, I'm like, "Okay, that's mine. I'll go for it." Yeah. And I've I've hit on guys before and right. I read that you said you actually hit on Miguel. I did, yeah. And that's how it started. Yes. Yeah. So, do you want to share? Yeah, of course. Um it was at his music video shoot. And I noticed like he kept looking at me and smiling, but he was really shy at the time which is so crazy to think now, but he was super shy. And I was just like, I'm going to have to, you know, I feel it. I'm going to have to be the one to say something because he's like kind of talking to me, but like smiling, but not. And um, they kept me after the music video to interview him for a a DVD he was putting together. So long ago it was, it was DVD. (laughs) Um, And I asked him a question that wasn't on my questionnaire. And I was like, you know, all the ladies want to know, do you have a girlfriend? Cause I really, you know, I wanted to know and, not shoot my shot if he had somebody you know what i mean so he's like no but i'm looking for one i was like all right okay (laughs) so that was my way of like and then what he gave me his number we exchanged numbers and then he called me the next day at like noon and i met up with him the day after that and then that was it oh okay that that was it (laughs) we're here now guys (laughs) and you guys let's remember you guys were like he you were 18 Mm -hmm. or and he's 20 right like this was this was the time of you pick up the phone and call somebody yeah it was text Uh yeah i mean we were texting but it was like it was still that era of like you pick up like hey do you want to go on a date with me like you know that was the time and it was looking back it was really special do you feel like it would have been different had you guys met now, even if you guys, even if it was 2019, but you were 18 and 20 still yeah. because of social oh, media so and abso- all that? Do you think yeah, it would have yeah. been different? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I would have already, when I went to that shoot, I didn't know who he was at, like at all, at all. I actually wasn't even going to go because I was like, it's so far. I lived in Valencia and the shoot was in San Pedro. And I was like, this is so far. I don't know who this guy is. And but I I booked the job and I committed and once I commit I go, so I was like no oh, fuck it I'm gonna go, um, but I think now like obviously we would know who each other was at some capacity you know we have similar friends it would definitely be different, like do you think it would still um happen yeah or, or do you think it'll be like oh he'll try to play games or he'll like DM you but then 
No, he he's not really a, like a play games kind of he's person. He's a Scorpio. Yeah, it's it's like they love you and love you hard. There's yeah. you know what I mean? My dad's a Scorpio too. Okay, so you know. It's like that's it. Like once I meet someone, I have my eyes on them. I'm so obsessed with that person. Exactly. Like, all I think about. Even if you don't know it, right. I'm just sitting and I'm thinking Anything. about you all day. Right. So I'm sure when he was looking at you, I'm sure he was just like, I hope. oh, I like her. I hope so. He was so hopeful that you would talk to him because they, right. they come off kind of shy, I think, at first. Yeah. Especially at that age. Yeah. You know, guys like 18, 19, it's, you know. Yeah. My dad's pretty introverted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's a Scorpio uh, on the cusp of a Libra. So he's like okay. a Scorpio Libra. And my mom's a Taurus Aries. When is your dad's birthday? October 27th. Okay. My uh, Miguel's is the twenty third. Oh yeah, I googled that. So he's literally on the cusp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my dad's like, is right considered here. still on the cusp as well. And then my mom's a Taurus, and then on the cusp of Aries. Oh wow! So they're insanely compatible. They don't right. even know how compatible they are. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, they're still together. That's that's amazing. I love that. Are Miguel's parents together? No, they're not. They got divorced when he was, I think, like eight. So he was way younger. Got yeah. it. But look at that. I mean, both of you found each other so young and you know. believed in each other and you grew together. And we're still growing. Yeah. It, it like doesn't stop. But in your early 20s is when you're changing, I think, the most. I agree. So I it's agree. amazing to watch two people instead of growing apart are still able to grow together. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't always easy. I can tell you that. But we're very fortunate out of, you know, all the things that we've been through to to be here is is really amazing. What's the craziest thing that you've ever done for love? Ooh, the craziest thing. Probably be selfless when I should have been selfish. I like that. Yeah. There, there was a lot of moments where I put myself on the back burner to make somebody else feel good. Do you believe that, my mom always says this to me, mm-hmm. that the man should love the woman a little bit more? Yeah. Like a little bit more. Do you believe that? I do believe that. Why? Um, I don't know. There's something it, the love always feels stronger and I don't know why, like the passion feels stronger when the guy's like even like 5% more, it doesn't need to be like this, like, Oh, I love you so much more. And it doesn't need to be this dramatic thing, but like when it's this much more, it's somewhat more passionate. I don't know. I I agree. agree. I don't know why, but I agree with that. Yeah. There's some, I don't know. There's something like this there's still that chase when the guy loves you yes. a little more. Like obviously some days maybe you love him a little more. Some days he loves you more. But at the end of the day, he loves you just a little yeah, bit more. It, it keeps that it the chase going. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Do you think you're romantic? Yes. Is yes. Miguel? He's very romantic. Yeah. Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of ingrained in you guys. <laughs> yeah. It just like happens. I don't know. It's a natural thing. Do you believe in love at first sight? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you do you think you fell in love with Miguel at first sight? Yeah, I was I wouldn't say in love, but I was driving home that night from the shoot and I was like, this guy, I said it out loud in my car by myself. I was like, this guy is special. There's something about this guy, like I'm gonna be with him. Like I just felt it in me. What was your first impression of Miguel? That he was shy, but it was super intriguing. Because I was just used to guys being... Scorpios are mysterious. Yeah, and I, I love the mystery. I can be mysterious too. So kind of we were bouncing off each other, but I knew I had to make the move, so... Is Miguel your best friend? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. When was the moment that you looked at him and realized that you loved him? Oh, there were so many. 
there's honestly there's so so your first moment where you were like this is someone i could be with like i love this guy i'm trying to go back because i know you guys went together (laughs) for so long what was the first i don't know the first time he told me i love you he couldn't even say it he had to write it down i know and i remember where it was we were at fuddruckers i don't know if you've ever been there it's in santa monica and it's a place where you can like write on the the table like they have like you know yeah those placemats where you can write on and actually in ketchup he wrote i love you well i was in the bathroom and i came back out and i sat down and the table was like and it was huge and it said i love you and that was the first time did he say it then or after that after oh. i read it he said it so that was one of the moments you looked I at guess, him and you're yeah, like i, yeah, love, I love you too yeah. yeah do you believe in soulmates yeah i do, do i you- do but i also believe soulmates come in different forms and at different times in your life a, a best friend could be a soulmate you know like anyone you can't picture yourself living without it, to me is considered your soulmate and that's a, a best friend you know, even a, a coworker who you just really like connect with. I just, to me, that could be a soulmate. I agree. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite memory of um, Miguel? My favorite memory. Um, again, there's like so many. Like favorite professional memory, like for him that made me like so happy was probably when he won his first Grammy. That was a day I'll never forget. It was just incredible it was like watching somebody's dream come true Aww. right before your eyes like it was crazy especially because one of your happiness for you is seeing the people you love happy yeah so like so. to watch him like it was crazy that day was crazy i'm sure yeah I'm like, oh my god it was nuts um what's the most rewarding and mm-hmm. challenging parts of love mm-hmm. uh, to you the most challenging um I think the most challenging could be growing together. Definitely. Especially for you guys because you start in yeah, early 20s. Ab- absolutely. That's the most challenging, but that's also the most rewarding when you do grow together. So. so both. Both. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you and Miguel are complete opposites or the same? We're opposites in certain ways and we're the same in certain ways. We're kind of the yin and yang. Where he falls short, I pick up. Where I fall short, he picks up. He's like the creative and the dreamer. And I'm like logical and like grounded. And like I pull him down, he brings me up. Oh, Yeah, that's I really think that's a big reason why we work. Okay, so um, pick one. Love should always be comfortable or love should always feel new and exciting. I think there needs to be a mix. I think so too. Yeah, I, I feel like it's important for love to at moments be spontaneous but you need that foundation and stability that comfort that comfort yeah i agree and i also believe you need that stability and that comfort to have your highest form of spontaneity too because when you're comfortable you could really just have the best time with that person so it goes hand in hand Okay, so I wrote this down for myself. It's like seems like a long question. Okay. <laughs> How have you managed to stay together for this long? Sometimes it feels like people give up on love too fast. Mm-hmm. And it's refreshing to me and inspiring to see people make it, especially people who are in the public eye, as it seems that opportunity is always there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, when you see the potential in somebody and the potential in your relationship, 
you really try your hardest to make it work. Um, we've been through a lot. We've had a lot of issues and it's just, you work through them. You work through them until you just can't work through them anymore. And when you can't work through them anymore, then you got to cut the shit. So what do you guys do to keep your love alive since you've been together for so long? Well, we do couples therapy. Like, again, even if we don't need it, it's an emotional gym. We go, we talk it out. Um, we're lucky. Our lifestyle is very spontaneous. So it's like we could go somewhere randomly and like that keeps the spark alive. Like that keeps us excited. But then we also have our home and like we, him and I are homebodies. So it's like we're more home with our cats. We're home with our cats. You know, it's, I don't know. We, we found a good balance to keep the spark alive and still feel really solid. Um, do you guys ever, since you both have your own jobs and stuff like that, do you mm -hmm. guys ever um, spend time apart from each other yeah. for a good amount of time? Yeah, um, especially now it's getting a little harder because my work's really picking up. Um, so we're trying to find that balance. It's not easy. It's, it's actually, I feel like it's going to get harder, to be honest with you. How, what's the longest you guys have been apart from each other? We don't go two weeks without seeing each other. That's rule. That has been rule since day one. Got it. Yeah. So we're hope, hopefully we don't break that. So then if you're away somewhere, maybe he'll come see you or exactly. vice versa. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with fangirls? You just don't deal with them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like you just don't like they, that's their fangirls. This is like, this is you they, just don't let it get to you. And yeah, you it's, deal with it's it. the name of the game. Like, you know what you're getting into. So you can't be naive to it. Yeah. You know, but it's a part of his job. Look at the music he writes, the lyrics like this is this is his market. This is a part of his job. So you need to learn how to separate it. Like he, when he's on stage and I always say this when Miguel's on stage, he belongs to the world. He does not belong to me when he steps off stage. He belongs to me. So like, that's, that's the rule. Like once he hits that stage, it's like, go, you got to put on a show. Like, this is what you do. This is what you love. You got to go do it. What do you think constitutes a healthy relationship? I'm going to be cliche and say communication. No, I a hundred percent. Yeah. Agree with you. yeah. It all starts with communication. Really? It yeah. really does. Like if you're not communicating, that is like the root of all the issues. So how do you communicate with your partner when you're really upset? Mm. And if it's like therapy is not till Thursday and you're upset and it's Monday, what are you doing? So first of all, him and I don't go to bed angry. That is, that has also been a rule for us. I, we can't do that. It's just, even if we're not fully on the same page, neither of us sleep on the couch. We sleep in the same bed and we, we're like, okay, tomorrow we're going to talk about it. But for now we're going to cuddle and we're going to go to sleep. So um, go back to your question. I said, oh, how, do, how do you guys deal with, how do you communicate when you're upset? When you're upset. And you said, we don't go to bed. We don't go to bed angry. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes we have to write our pros and cons out. We literally will write lists. <laughs> no, this is how we have to, we're both very visual. So it's like, we got to write this shit down. Um, I mean, Sometimes it just comes out and sometimes it's not always nice, but we always get to the root of the problem. Thank God. 
Well, I read somewhere that Miguel said, like, um, when he said, when I was looking for a partner, I don't, I'm, I wasn't hanging out with Nas because, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not with her because I just love hanging out with her and we're mm. just hanging out. It's like when you, you look for someone who's that's going to be your person, you're going to be with that person yeah. forever. And I think, I think it's also important to have a partner that has that type of outlook versus like, yeah, we're I just mean, hang out. No, that's never going to work. When, yeah. When somebody's thinking up here and the other person's thinking down here, it's just not going to work. Um, yeah, you got to be on the same page with your wants. And it seems like you guys are constantly on the same page as you're talking about that you're mine, I'm yours, you're my person. And okay, like, how do we get through it? Because cause I, I had another friend on the podcast before and she explained it to me that mm-hmm. when two partners, they, they can fight, they can fight against each other. And it seems when you guys are fighting, you fight towards the same goal, which is to make up. Yeah, the problem, like, you don't, you're not fighting to be against each other. We're trying to find the solution. And it's not always easy. You're going to have bumps in the road. We're not going to agree on everything. We don't. We're yeah. two totally different people. We're not. People think that it's like all, you know, fuzzy and shit, but it's like you're not going to agree upon everything. So you got to find that happy medium at the end of the day. So recently there was a really popular quote by Will Smith that everyone's been talking mm-hmm. about. And he said, her happiness is not my responsibility. She should be happy and I should be happy individually. Mm-hmm. Then we come together and share our happiness. Giving someone responsibility to make you happy when you can't do it for yourself is selfish. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I do. I, I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on the other person. Like you're, you're responsible for making that person happy all the time. It's unfair. It's unfair. And it's, it also, especially if you're rebellious, like it turns you off in a way. You're, you're just like, why am I the person to make you happy? No, make yourself happy and we can be happy together. Do you think people are capable of loving someone else if they can't love themselves? No. No. I feel like it has to start with you. A, a, a pure, deep love. Um how if you're if you're empty how can you fill somebody else up and how can you believe that they love you when you don't love yourself exactly exactly I it's agree. yeah it's it's so deep i mean you really got to love yourself do you believe that both partner that's important for both partners to have their own life yeah oh it's so important it's to have your own life and not be clingy is is where it's at honestly Imagine like someone's doing their own thing and the other one's still holding on. The other person's going to run. Yeah. You know, they're going to get tired of carrying your weight. Yeah. I was talking to somebody about it yesterday. I had lunch with this guy and I was, we were talking about that stuff. And I remember I said, you know, how it is important because you can't have, you can't have goals and careers and have your own life and what you're aspired to. And I'm sitting there and like, you are my goal. You are my career. You, I yeah. aspire for you. Like you are my life. Like mm-hmm. I, I, this feels so unhealthy. It is unhealthy. It, it definitely is because if all you're thinking about is a person instead of your own wants, are you ever really going to be happy in the end? You know, it's, right. it's, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, that's deep. That's really deep. And it has to be a reason if someone's clinging onto another person. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, probably because yeah. they're struggling to like to find their themselves. purpose. Yeah. Exactly. And love themselves. What's your love language? Ooh, that's a good question. It depends where we're at and it depends what's going on. Um, him and I are both very affectionate with each other. Touching? Like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Very, very. Um, which is weird for me because I'm not a touchy feely person. Like I'm not a huggy person. But with him, I am. 
so that's definitely my love my love language language with him is like is physical affection for sure me and my cat yeah my yeah cat. i'm like that with my cat too i love your cat by the way <laughs> she's pancake so yeah so cute thank you so you guys are both touchy Mm-hmm. So that's probably why you, can, you also can't go two weeks without seeing yes. You have to sh- we, express we have your to love. Like, physically, yeah. like, I need I need him to hold me. I Vice versa, like, we're at night. I'm telling you, even if we're upset, we sleep in the same bed. He still holds me. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, mm-mm, we can't. Yo, what are your thoughts on going through your partner's phone? Mm-mm. I haven't been through my, through my partner, through Miguel's phone <laughs> um, probably since 2014. Like, why? Why am I going to do that? For what? But why did you go through it five years ago? Why did I? I probably suspected some bullshit or something. And like, why? But why am I going to do that? But that's only going to lead. There's you when you go looking for something, you find it. it. But it could be anything. He could say to some chick that he's wor- whatever, have a great day. And I might take that the wrong Because you've already been looking for yeah, something exactly. for the whole day. So then yeah. why am I going to do that? Because I could take something so small and then blow it up and then it leads to something else and it leads to a problem. So what actually we have a rule. If I want to see his phone or he wants to see my phone, we just ask. I know the password to his. He knows my passcode. And that's that. Like we both know each other's shit. And if we want to see it, he hands it over. If I want to see it, I hand vice versa. Do you believe that there should be no secrets between uh, um, two people? It depends how deep these secrets are. Anything that's like going to break your relationship. No, there should. I don't think there should be secrets. Um, But like little personal things are like my secrets are like I shop too much. So I have to sneak my clothes in the house. (laughs) Those are my secrets. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) So, yeah, I have secrets and that's that's that. (laughs) What do you think makes people fall out of love? Mm, miscommunication, not growing together, jealousy. That's a big one. Um, and you know, you could be jealous of your partner. You could be jealous of the attention they get and that drives you guys apart, which is so stupid at the end of the day. It's just so dumb. Yeah. That is another thing. Since you guys were start dating in your early twenties, you mm-hmm. were growing together as people, but also in your careers. So a lot of times couples, female or male, they end up being jealous of their partner if they're more successful. Exactly. Exactly. And it's so important to like motivate each other and yeah. be genuinely happy for your partner. And, and you also gotta understand, like, if your partner's winning, like you're winning too. It's a team effort. You know, it's it goes hand in hand. Like you're you're with them from the start, you're helping them. Like it's a team effort. There's no room for jealousy. Like, gotta let that go. What are your thoughts on cheating? I think it's, I think it depends on the situation. I think it depends on the couple. Um, I think it depends on where they're at in their lives. Like, let's say there's a couple that's married with children. You know what I mean? Like the circumstances change. And I don't think it's any of our places in any capacity to judge them. That's their own life. They got to sleep next to that person every night. They got to make that decision at the end of the day. What's your definition of cheating? Sleeping with somebody, for sure. What do you think is worse, an emotional affair or a physical one? Emotional. Um, for sure emotional. Cause that, but you said that's not... So is that cheating then? Uh, yeah, I mean... It's... For me... It is more hurtful 
if it's emotional. I agree. Because there is a deeper attachment than just physical. Physical is still cheating, obviously. But that deeper emotional connection is way more hurtful. Can you think, can a couple survive it? Yeah, for sure. For sure they can survive it. But again, it depends on the circumstances. Would you ever be able to survive something yeah, like that? Yeah, for sure. An for emotional sure. one? Ugh. You're like physical, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Emotional, Emotional, no. I don't know. I, I feel it's so weird. I feel the same way. Emotional, I don't know. I There's something about like, I feel like if I'm with my husband for like 50 years and then right. he went to some trip on China in China and he like wasted and banged some random person and he wanted to like maybe tell me about it one day right. on my deathbed, I'll oh forgive my. him. Right. But then if he told right. me, exactly. like I've been, you know, I fell in love with a woman. I can't like, see, I, I can't talked to her for a year. That. I would just be like, Lee, I want to die alone. Exactly. <laughs> oh exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I agree with that. It's yeah. Weird. It's weird. It's a weird thing. I don't. But I, I think it also has to do with who we are as people. Yeah. Because other people, they can't handle the physical part. But for me, it's, it's the emotional part I can't handle. Exactly. Exactly. But is physical still cheating? Yeah, it's still yes. cheating. I like, if you love me, like, I want to be the only one you will ever love. Right. Yeah. I want to move you. I don't want anyone else to be able to move you. I, I kind of asked you earlier about the advice of um, when arguing with a partner and how to fight together. Mm-hmm. But one thing my sister, she gave me advice before, and she said that, like, never bring up the word breakup or divorce, no matter what mm-hmm. you do. Like, that's one, that's her rule with her husband. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I don't want to hear that. It's like, if he were to ever say that that's, oh my God, that would really hit me to my core. Yeah. Like, you know, and I know if he were to ever say that, that means it's like, we're having really deep issues. So you guys obviously never bring something like that up. No. Oh my God. No. I mean, we've only been married since November, but like, yeah, no, no, I would not. I just wouldn't say that unless I meant it. You know, what's your favorite thing about Miguel? How he's so caring, like emotionally, like he just connects to certain things and he cares, genuinely cares about people. Like when he loves you, he really loves you. And I love that about him. Yeah. If um if you could choose Miguel all over again, would you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I wouldn't change anything. Is there anything else you want to add that I didn't ask? No. You asked me a lot of great questions. You did an amazing job. Thanks. <laughs> I know. Okay. And I mean, you didn't even bring your full list and you did amazing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, where can people find your man? At Miguel. Um, okay. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on. I'm really, I love this episode. Where can people find you? Instagram. So you can find me at Nazanin Mandy. You can get forever mood on every streaming platform. Um, it's out there. Hit me up on Instagram. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another Tuesday episode from the vault archives. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it and hang out with Naz. And yeah, again, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. We got episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And don't forget to leave me a five-star review if you get a chance. It really does help my podcast and it means the world. I read all of them. And again, it really does help my podcast. So if you love me, please go and write me a five-star review, please. Okay, (laughs) love you. See you Thursday. Bye.